Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Sometimes are we gonna start? Oh, we we're already started. Oh, we're rolling uh, now. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should officially welcome you to Connected by Water. Yeah. Well, you know. Presented by Joey Cardi Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Subaru. Who's that presented by again? Everyone does this to me. <laughs> I watch. Joey Cardi Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Subaru. Sometimes I say Dodge like Jodge. Uh, you oh, just said, and I wasn't right. going to call it out, but that's all right. Yeah. So I won't tell nobody. Yeah. I'm so sometimes listen. I've been looking forward to this podcast. For the longest time. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because sometimes too. you got to bring your boys on. Right? Right. So and when they get here, we'll get up so they can come <laughs> in and uh, actually do this. <laughs> come on now. Well, when we talked about this back in November, I was like, you know, this is really going to be a good time. Yeah. So something I've looked forward to for a long time. Yeah. So welcome Definitely. to the fishbowl. Appreciate it. Appreciate so, it. So um, we're here today with Brad and Craig. <laughs> Hi. How you doing? Hi. So... <clears throat> I don't know. Both of you guys are really hardworking guys within the industry. And, um, you know, we were doing before we were talking about how you're traveling all over the place and you're traveling all over the place. Yeah, we have very similar roles yeah. in the companies that we work for. Mm-hmm. And lots of times we actually cross paths, which is cool, too. Yep. So it gives us time to, to hang out and, and be, yeah. friend, be friends. So yeah. I missed you by a week in uh, Lake Fork, Texas, I think. Oh, yeah? Didn't I? I <laughs> yeah. You went to the Skeeter Owners Tournament, yeah. and I was down there for a Bassmaster event. Yeah. Well, I'll be there and... for the Skeeter Tournament again this year, too. Yeah, I think I'm going to have a different trip planned at that time. That's That <laughs> tournament that he goes to, there's six, 700 boats there. Skeeter? Yeah. Yeah, Skeeter, Skeeter one of the companies. Boats. Where's that at? Uh, Kilgore, Texas is where they're located mm-hmm. out and produced, and that's a Yamaha-owned boat company. Yeah. yeah, And that's where they make it. They make bass, and obviously they make bay boats here as well, too. You probably see the bay boats around this area more, mm-hmm. obviously, or yeah. go over to Big Lake O, and you'll see some skeeters running. I think Dave, Dave Boltice had a skeeter. For yeah, a he does. Yeah. He still yeah. does. Yeah, he still, yeah, he still has one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
Which he's at Pure Fishing now, man. Yeah, so I, heard I, that, I can't that, wait to see man. what that company does. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, he's, I heard he's a really good guy. Yeah, I heard yeah. a couple weeks ago that he had went to Pure, and I was like, it's going to be interesting because he really brought Costa to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Right. And Pure Fishing has been back and forth over the years with a lot of different things, and I really think that, that he, can, he can turn that around. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah, for sure. He's been pretty uh, instrumental in the last few years in the government relations side. Yeah, he's um, Dave's really one of my favorite people in yeah. the world. He really is. He's, um, you know, he's the coolest. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, he gets it done. He's one of the highest level executives within this industry. Right. And um, but you know, he's ne- he has no problem just talking to everybody. And just a humble, he, great, he, nice guy. He's just a fisherman. Yep. Yeah. And he's he's just looking to make it happen and. You know, and he's just a nice guy, man. Yeah. You know, I remember as, as you know, young pup breaking in this industry. He never had a problem talking to me and hanging out. And yep. now, when you see him, it's like you just saw him yesterday. Yep. Yeah, you know, and it would be nice if a lot of people in the industry were that humble and cool, mm-hmm. because the majority of them are not. Correct. You know, but I was going to speak to the fact that this is one of my favorite parts about working in this industry is. The friends that you meet. Oh, yeah. Oh, for you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of assholes around it and, you know, people that are kind of just in it to undercut people. And, you know, this is not the type of industry to, like, you know, oh, let's get ahead. You know, this isn't like Wall Street. Yeah. It's like, right. you know, you're in this business because you have a passion a for small, the sport. small, small yeah. industry, too. Yeah. 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 yeah, a lot of people see the overall picture of the fishing industry. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, so many people that fish and blah, 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 blah. But when you really get down to the nitty gritty and the internal part of the fishing industry, everybody knows everybody. Yeah. If you're if you if you do your job, bust your ass and everybody knows who you are. Yep. Including myself at this point, which I didn't understand how that worked. I took the job at Danco almost three years ago as their regional marketing manager, and I've moved into the field marketing manager position now. And, um, you know, I was a nobody, and I still consider myself a nobody, but everybody knows who I am. You're somebody to me. <laughs> That's what I was saying, man. I mean, what are you talking all negative like you're nobody? No, no, no. I'm not talking negative. It's just <laughs> I, I, I'm... I'm humble about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't get a big head. I'm always approachable by anybody. You know, I, I love my job. I love mm-hmm. the company that I work for and I love the industry and the people that I've met along the way are even better. Yeah. And you know, you got to be humble because there's going to be good days mm-hmm. and then there's going to be days where you just get kicked in the nuts. Absolutely. <laughs> <And> after getting <laughs> kicked in the nuts the first time. Yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'd say this industry, you know, exactly like what Craig's saying. It's you definitely have to be, a different type of personality to mm-hmm. want to work in the fishing industry because yeah. the last thing you usually get to do is to go fish. At yeah. this point, yeah, yeah, it's making <laughs> right? sure everybody else. I mean, I literally less than you used to. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Ever since the studio, especially as the studio has grown in the past few years, I mean, I fish less and less and less oh, yeah. and less. But, I mean, that that's all wishful thinking right behind me. Yeah. That's that's what I call that rack is my right. wishful thinking rack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. I obviously don't get to fish anywhere near what I used to. Right. Um, but I do get to fish from time to time, and, and I make the best of it. You know? You're still fishing. I've seen you post a couple pictures recently. Man, I've got archives I can post every day for years. <laughs> oh, <laughs> playing that. Playing well, you, the Graham card, yeah. huh? Well, you get that black drum? Like, oh, those were in Louisiana on a boy's trip. So me and three of my friends decided we were going to go on a guy's trip because uh, our wives go on girls' trips every year. So mm-hmm. we're like, all right, we're doing it. So screw you guys. And yeah. we went out to uh, Delacroix, Louisiana, and fished with a nice. buddy of mine, Joey Zell, out there. Yeah. And uh, and we had a great time. 
Yeah, nice. So. I've never fished in Louisiana. Oh, that fishery. Yeah. We I've gotten to fish Burris, uh, Venice. You fished and, everywhere. Though, yeah, with the I've Yamaha fished. thing, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> I I've been lucky enough with my travels, just like Craig. You know, I mean, we I, I've I travel all over the country, and you know know a lot of great fishermen and you know just a lot of great guys all over the country from i mean you name the species and i could probably rattle you off somebody that's at the top of their game that would be willing the type of the people they are they'd be willing to drop what they're doing right now if i said hey i'm flying in i'm coming in and i have 12 hours most of them say let's make it happen Mm -hmm. and everything and i mean it's just you know lining yourself up with good people and everything you know they always seem to find each other yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I've done in Louisiana, I've done the Venice, Burris, Empire, Delacroix, Homa. I fished all those areas in Louisiana. And, you know, a lot of that wouldn't have been possible without my position and my traveling mm-hmm. that I do. So I always try to make time when I do my travels to fish because I do important. I do the majority of the content creation for for Danco. Okay. <clears throat> you yeah. know, Brad's no, I do content Brad's creation job for Yamaha. Yeah, I mean Brad's job, you know. His product gets them to the fish. Mine either gets it in the boat or gets it right. out of the boat. Yeah. So. Yep. yep. Right. And when you're done catching that trophy fish, just come this way and we'll draw it for you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and then we got the fillet knives that'll put it in your belly. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So tell me some stories. Now, you went to Georgia recently. Yeah, I did. Why do we got to yeah. bring up a Georgia story? I came down from Come Georgia. on. <laughs> I'm down here at 80 degrees in January. I love this. Yeah, so, you know, I haven't taken a, a family vacation in, in quite a long time. So I surprised my wife and kids with a, a getaway to Georgia uh, after Christmas. So we left uh, the 26th of December and went up to Tallulah Falls. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I saw and, those pictures you put, you put up, man. That was gorgeous. Yeah, those long exposures came out really, really good. Yeah. So... I was uh, what pretty, lens were you using with that? Uh, Twelve millimeter Rokinen, okay. uh, one point four. Nice. Uh, is that John approved? Uh, John's yeah. over there right now taking notes. <laughs> Twelve. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and then I was shooting uh, thirty two hundred at fifteen seconds. Nice. That's that takes a lot, and then obviously in post, you know, touching up, touching uh, yeah, up, make sure. Absolutely. Was, I mean, you, you know, you you can. I mean, I could very faintly see the Milky Way in a, in a raw photo. Right. And um, but I was really able to pull it out. And it, in the wintertime to capture the Milky Way is almost impossible. Mm-hmm. So I was really surprised that I got what I got. Yeah. You ever seen Northern Lights? No. No, me either. No. But. I've never seen that. But let me tell you what I've been uh, this past. What were we at? I don't know. Actually, it wasn't this year. It was a couple of years ago. We did about 350 miles, 400 miles out of John's Pass out in Tampa, mm-hmm. and, well, we ran to ran to Venice and all that and topped off in fuel and then ran south from Tampa, and we were out there, and you want to talk about just pure blackness and pure dark, you know, mm-hmm. no ambient light from Earth. Yeah. That, that seems to be the most tranquil you can ever be in life. Is I'd love to have a camera out there to shoot that. Oh, yeah, watching satellites go by yeah. and everything. It's, it's yeah. definitely something amazing to see that type of darkness out there. My buddy Adrian gets some nice shots, um, especially when he's out in Flamingo. Right. And everything yeah. of, like the night yeah. sky Milky Way shot. You guys know Adrian? No, I don't. Adrian who? Gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adrian. Yeah. yeah. Which, if I'm not mistaken, uh, his girlfriend, Regina, mm-hmm. does my job at a different motor manufacturer. <laughs> facility. Yeah. yeah. And she does a really good job. I mean, both of them. Right. Yep. They're both super, super talented and... I'm not going snook fishing against her. That's no. for sure. Have you seen <laughs> some of them snook they catch? 
they get monsters. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, I've I've fished with Regina, and she's yeah. she's you know quite the talented. Oh yeah, I mean hands down. Yeah, that's for sure. Hands down, and you know those people that have the ability to find a target species that they want and do just that one thing of target just a monster and practice your trait and whether it be bass fishing i mean some of these bass fishing guys all they do is go buy these big glide baits that i've seen guide glide baits in that shop in uh and lake and, fork yeah and like how much was that thing like nine hundred dollars yeah or something? and it's like it's like 18 inches long and they run it in like 70 feet of water and catch bass on it which yeah. i you know, when and it's I, handmade in Japan, and the guy only makes like four a year. When I bass fish, I flip lily pads sure, and sure you're tying good knots, right? Yeah. Throw horny toads and yeah, stuff like that across like the surface. And and these guys are throwing, you yeah. know, this big. I'm fishing three feet of water, and these guys are fishing sixty to eighty feet. It's like there's. But whether bass. it's bass though, or or you know, snook, or you know, even what uh, what Black Tip H does when he goes and looks mm-hmm. specifically for large fish. Yeah, that's a that's a skill all on its own, you know, to be able to target that and, you know, know that they're going to be there and, you know, figure out how to get that one big fish. Yeah. To bite. I don't care what kind of fish it is. I just like to catch fish. I know. You I'm know? the same way, too. <laughs> I'm the, the same truth, way, too. That's I want to get to that point, though, where I can go target, yeah, you know, and have that ability. For sure. To, you know, target I get those just monsters. as much joy catching bluegill with my kids. Absolutely. As I do any other type of for fish. For sure. That, and that's the honest truth, because. You can say that if you you pull up like a four hundred pound swordfish, you'd be like, man, that, that, there's no way that can right. compare. But honestly, seeing how stoked my kids get, like when they yep. when they bring up like ten in an hour oh, yeah. or, or like in twenty minutes or something like that, yeah. it's just like because oh, it's like nonstop, like mayhem to them. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, like when we were in Georgia, we wanted to catch trout. Right? None of us ever caught a rainbow trout or anything like that before, uh-huh. so. You know, where we stayed was right on the Tallulah River, and supposedly there's some in there, and we didn't see a fish for days. So, is it stocked right there? No. Okay. Well, it, it, it in between where we are and above and below where we are, so they run into okay. it, but there was nothing there. So, we were going to, we just, the rainy day in Georgia, so we just got in the truck. We were going to drive around and see some stuff, and we ended up in North Carolina and um, over by Bryson City and ended up finding a trout farm that was open. Mm-hmm. $2.50 a person, they give you your rod, your reel, your bait, yep. but you keep what you catch. Yeah. And it was like $5.80 a pound. And we destroyed them. I've done that before. <laughs> yeah. my, my sis, near my sister's house in the Pocono Mountains. Yeah, we had so much As long as you have that. a kid out there and everything. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's right. what it's all about is, you know, putting something yeah. on yeah. the that. Being able yeah. to get, get those first for my son and my daughter. You know, my son's nine. My daughter's 14. She'll be 15 in March. And, you know, she wants to be a guide. For Christmas, um, I got her her first Ginu. Nice. Oh, nice. So she's got something to get started with. We took it out. I love those things. Yeah, yeah. they're cool, man. And yeah, I grew like, up in East <clears throat> Central Florida. I mean, that's what we all, yeah. all knew. And, like, that's one of your first boats. Yeah. I bought it. You know, I got a really good deal on it. And I was, I, you know, and I knew it needed to be painted. So I started sanding on it and stuff and, and with a very limited amount of time that I had. Mm-hmm. Flipped it over and where the roller on the front of the trailer, rode on the spine of the center of the boat. It had beat a little hole in the bottom of the boat. So I ended up stripping the whole boat down, cut the front seat out, and re-glassed everything. I had my buddy do all that work for me and because uh, I didn't have time to do it. I don't even know how to do fiberglass. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's another ball game. Yeah, yeah. but, um, you it's know. trial and error kind of yeah. thing if you don't know how to do it. And yeah. then, you know, I spent. Right amount of catalysts and yeah. everything. Yeah, it's yeah. Tough. And then I, so I spent, um the day before Christmas Eve, all day at his house, painting the boat. 
and and then it rained. Oh, damn. So it's got, like, little water spots on it. And I know it can be sanded out, and it didn't have to be perfect. It's perfect for who it's for. Yeah. yeah. You know, and to see the look on her face, to know that, you know, Dad's going to support me in what I want to do, and it, it was it was very humbling. That's to, cool. To I think that. kids appreciate that when you oh, yeah. do something for them as yeah. opposed to buying something for them technically. Yeah. You know, like like this weekend, um, part of my – we got my daughter a bedroom set for her birthday. She's nine years old, and she didn't – you know, wants a big girl bedroom set now. Right. But the surprise was that we were going to paint her room. Right. And she, mm-hmm. she wanted to paint it purple for years. She, I'm like, nah, I'm not going to paint your room purple. I'm not going to. Finally, we did it. And the happiness and the look on her face when it was done. And we let them help and paint and everything mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, it's rewarding. Yeah. Painting. I, I almost find painting therapeutic. Well, I really do, and I, I and I, to, to be honest with you, like I'm really good at it. So, and my wife tells me, you know, I cut in without tape and everything when I paint stuff in the house, and she's like, I've never seen anybody that can paint like that. Mm-hmm. And I probably missed my calling in a past life. Yeah, you know, but I would never do it. I said that to my <laughs> wife. I'm like, well, if, if the studio thing doesn't work out, you know, what I mean, I could always just open <laughs> up the painter. house painting business. Yeah, because yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'm a, I'm there sanding. I, I look at that wall like it's a work of art. You yeah, know, everything's got to be flawless and perfect. Right. And yeah, yeah, and you know, and I'm very very anal about everything. I've got OCD really bad, so it's got you have to be when it's you're got to be perfect, painting, especially oh, sure. interior. Because and it a doesn't good, even a matter. A good prep job is a good paint job. Yeah, it doesn't even matter if it's painting it. That's with anything in life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I, I have my way that I do it, and that's the way that it it works. And if it doesn't get done that way, I'm not doing it. My ADD does not allow me to paint. I was going to say, I was just about to segue over to you. I'm like, Brad, how's that working for you? Negative, Ghost Rider. <laughs> the pattern is full. Uh, no, I can hire somebody to, to paint yeah. it. Well, you, I mean, you do a good job decorating your tiki bar. Oh, well, that was a different there story. That go. was a different we story. We had to bring it up. Uh, the world-famous uh, Deep End Tiki Bar yeah, and right. Chill. Right. It's uh, We're about to be rated uh, third year coming up in, this ju- in June. We'll be the... Uh, Third year in a row will be number one rated tiki bar in all of Dallas, Georgia. It's the People's Choice Award. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah. P- but I mean, how many tiki bars t- are in Dallas, Georgia? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> hold, on. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. I mean, and more than anything, where the what hell people? is Dallas, Georgia? <laughs> what? Pe- I, good question. I didn't know where Dallas, Georgia was either until I uh, took the job with Yamaha about four, five, almost four, almost four years ago. Now, and uh, I had to relocate from Orlando to Dallas, Georgia. It's uh, it's actually about forty five minutes or so northwest of uh, downtown Atlanta. As a crow flies, not as traffic. What people are voting on this tiki bar? Hey, I voted on it. All right, I, I it doesn't know. matter the people no, that voted on it. I like, voted is on it. Like a magazine, local magazine that's no, running we the just show. Sur- we just like- survey all the uh, all the members that come in, and, oh, I, okay. and we ask them, you know, what's the number one rated tiki bar in all of Dallas? Gotcha. And Third they all say row. our bar. Third yep. year in a row. It's actually funny because I've got you know it is very I, funny. Got, <laughs> I kind of took it a little too far, and, and then it just kind of grew. Um, I've got it. You can check. You got in Jimmy on, Johnson doing. I've got some promos for promos it. For it. And, uh, so I've got I've got Yelp. Uh, oh, Facebook. by the way, shout out Coach, to Jimmy Johnson. Coach just got it's the a, Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame yeah, announcement cool. last night. Good job. So yep. you know, I should have led off with that. Right. I wasn't even thinking like that. So that, that is congratulations uh, very good, to Coach good job, Jimmy Coach. Johnson. Uh, your Hall of Fame um, induction. 
in Hall of Fame bound or I can't wait really to see the bust and how they get the hair. Yeah, on the right? bus. That's yep. that's the one thing that everybody's <laughs> gonna go to that Hall of Fame from here on out and go. Yep. Hey, let's go see Coach Johnson. Let's yep. see if he got his hair right. I, I'm thinking it's gonna be perfect, right? like it always is. Yep. So, yep. So. Right, so I cut you off. Oh no! Go ahead with your uh, with your you're talking about the. The People's Choice funny. Award. But the People's Choice I want to hear more about this. You've got a Yelp and a Facebook for Look, I had a few drinks one day, and I said, I need a tiki bar in my backyard when we bought our house. And mm-hmm. I've got, how about this? I've got a diving board in my at my pool. Okay. I've got a pool at my house, and you know it's 10 feet deep, and I have a diving board. That's which cool. Which everybody from Florida. deep? Yeah, yeah, because it was deep. It, yeah, especially in Georgia. in Georgia. In Georgia, let me tell you, it's, uh, it's a little bit different. My homeowner's insurance went up $60 a year for my a diving board and that's it and all you florida people are looking at me going man i remember the late 80s and early 90s in florida 60 dollars yeah it'd be like 600 dollars no month it's like now. a 600 you better, you better 600%, use that i think it's a 600 percent increase or something i'm sure somebody that you know knows uh, homeowners insurance in Florida, I, it goes up tremendously. They're like that with trampolines too. Like yeah, a lot, a lot of yeah, like trampolines won't even like, oh, yeah, yeah, have yeah, one. Yeah. get dropped. Yeah, but like for Brad, he can only swim in his pool three months out of the year, so it's kind of pointless. Hey, now, actually, actually, <laughs> I I can swim a little bit more. We open it, we open it, you know, a couple about the beginning of May. Um, we're not like up north where it's Memorial Day to Labor Day. We open at the beginning of May, and we usually close at the end of September, beginning of October. You, but that's just because it's below admission? 75 degrees. I don't get below. You do realize that the high is 82 today. Here. Oh, I know. I love it. Yeah. That's why I'm in shorts, which, by the way, we have matching shorts on today. We do. We're not going to talk about you really? how <laughs> yeah. that happened. Awesome. Yeah. You got yeah. these? No, man. <laughs> keep your shorts down. This is this is family friendly here now. Not really. Oh, well, hey, now. <laughs> what kind of shorts are you wearing? The uh, hook shorts. Yeah. The hook, uh, the new hook shorts. But uh, we were, uh, yeah, got... I had a few drinks one day, so I need tiki bar in the backyard, and I built it. And uh, from there, it's kind of gained its own personality. And I have people when they come into Atlanta and stop by, you know, they always swing by or they'll send me promos. I got like you said, Jimmy Coach Johnson uh, doing a, a quick promo for my tiki bar. I got Warren Sapp. I had uh, Brandon Polinick do one. Yeah. Uh, Dave Mercer, who's the ho- the MC of Bassmaster, he's done one. Uh, Nick Stanzik, he's done one. I'm actually going fishing with Nick. March 2nd. Oh, it's a day before my birthday. Oh, well, happy early birthday. That's one for me. I'm tr- well, I'm trying to check off a, a bucket list thing. I've never caught a swordfish. Cool. So I figured if I was going to catch a swordfish, that might be the one to do it. Yeah, you might as well go with Nick. Right? Yeah, I'll, so, um, well, we're going to peacock and clown knife fish today. Yeah, we're going after this. We're going fishing after this. Really? Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the invite. Oh, hey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Uh, I, I said I set uh, this up, so so it's my fault. It's a it's a Ginu, so um, <laughs> there's like two seats. I I, I I equal the weight limit in the Ginu myself, so <laughs> and I equal the charm in it. So you know, I mean, mm-hmm. there's some. Uh, I'm just messing with you. I got another podcast this afternoon anyway. Not no. so no. I'm doubling up on a Monday. See how which we never do Monday podcast. Hey, which we appreciate you doing a Monday podcast. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So, so what's this? What's this? Uh, just switch gears completely. Okay. You were talking about this Asian carp situation. Oh, I want to hear more yeah. about that because you started talking about it, and then he walked in the room, and then we were. So, what's up with that? So we were talking about. Uh, I can't remember how we got onto Asian carp. Because we were we, talking about connected by water and like yeah. water 
issues. Yeah, but, you know, you and all kinds of different water issues. issues fresh water yeah, issues. That, that's basically what you know. Right. How connected by water is not only you know water issues, pollution issues, and the salt water, but there's a lot of issues in the in the freshwater side. Uh, the Asian carp population being a huge one up north. Uh, there's a lake in uh, Paducah, Kentucky, called Kentucky Lake that is just overwhelmed with it there's no bass pretty much left anymore in this lake and they're starting to migrate north and if they get into you know the great lakes lake erie you know you're going to see a, a smallmouth fishery that's a really good quality smallmouth fishery mm-hmm. completely destroyed now i've never fished lake erie i fished the saint john's river or not saint john saint lawrence river uh on the u.s canadian border that's a cool place because there's castles and stuff, and you're running down really? the river. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one side's cool. Canada, one side's the U.S., and you really can't fish the Canadian side because they want you to go get a Canadian license and right. all that and everything. Yeah, I mean, and do you have to carry your passport on the boat? Negative. No, no. <laughs> Is there, like, a demarcation line <laughs> down in the center of the lake that you got to stay In New York? Got a line of buoys. In New York, if we get pulled over, you just start talking, <laughs> and they'll know you're not from Canada real quick. <laughs> What's that but, all about? Right? What you about doing? But no, there are there are a couple of buoys uh, that that mark uh, certain no, there areas are. and everything. But yeah, yeah, who knew? Yeah, who knew? but it, it's it's a crazy it's a crazy body of water. Um, just simply because you can be fishing there, and you're fishing in a river that's leading to another great lake. And when you get on the Great Lakes, it looks like you're out here on the ocean because you can't see land and everything. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a huge body of water, but you know, it's also a very uh, important body of water for that whole region for commerce. So you're sitting there fishing, and all of a sudden there's a huge barge going by, you know, pushing a four foot wake behind it mm-hmm. and everything, and you got to get ready. But a freshwater that's like running up the Mississippi yeah, River when yeah. the cruise ship or when the the freighter ships are oh, yeah. coming down the Mississippi fishing in Venice. Uh-huh. That's pretty sketchy, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But the the sketchiest thing I've ever done in a boat <clears throat> is leaving out of Venice Marina and running southwest. Mm-hmm. through the gas mine bay. Yeah. We call it the gas mine bay. It's full of gas wells, and a lot of them got broken and stuff. They're and in there's hurricane. just, <laughs> there's there's little, just little sticks, sticks of them sticking up <laughs> and there's, right there. There's what? thousands of them. You're and you're playing. going 4,500 4, <laughs> through there because you got to run because it's such a long way to go. And it's How only, far it's only like, these no, these are oh, no, these are inshore with like the reeds and the cattails and everything everywhere. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and they're, it's like playing Minecraft in a boat. Mm-hmm. If you make if you make it through and you have, have that track on your GPS, God help you, you better save it. Yeah. Come on. No, yeah, you better be living breadcrumbs if you're coming back and, you know, follow your trail back. It is super sketchy. Is that a Venice? <laughs> yeah. 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 And, like, if you well, there's, hit, there's if you hit a live too. one, yeah, it, yeah, there's other spots. And, but uh, if you hit a live one that's under the water, say the, the wind pushes the tide up or whatever, and you hit one, it'll blow. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. They let people ride through this thing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to. Yeah. It's, it's part of everyday life for them. It's like seeing a palm tree down here, you know, or, you know, it's just seeing the you gotta get oil some of that local knowledge. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You don't just, you know, I hear all these people they are like, oh, yeah, man, we're going to go take our boat to Venice. I'm like, dumbass. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you definitely <laughs> want to know what you're doing. It, you get, it gets no skinny idea. quick. Is that why there's so many Freemans there? Because the, <laughs> the cat holders less likely. Well, they they, <laughs> they can't run. They, they can't they ain't run through that. Yeah, they can't run man. through there. But, you know, like for them. They leave Venice Marina, you know, they've got to run 30 miles through these canal systems and stuff just to get to the Gulf. Yeah, to get to open water to start running to where they're going to fish. So Sounds like a lot of work. And then is. at that point, you're out there. I mean, we I just did the uh, Alabama Deep Sea Fishing Rodeo. Oh, we were so spoiled here. 
Yeah. Oh, big time. Big time. I mean, five minutes. Yeah, yeah but now like five minutes up. you're up. Kites are up. I'll tell you what, there, there, there's no possible way I could ever live on the east coast of Florida. No. Yeah, you're, were you born and raised on the See, West Coast? Yeah. Fort Myers, See, that's Fort probably Myers. why, too. Yeah. You're just so used to that kind of I lived, East Coast guy. I lived here for a short period of time when I was a kid. We lived in Margate. Mm-hmm. My dad was working in Boca. And uh, no way. It just, why? It's, it's just too busy, man. Too busy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, that's, that's true. I'm a laid back kind of guy. When I get in a bunch of traffic, I get anxiety and I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I lived in Sarasota for a while when I was going to Ringling. Yeah. And, um, you went to clown college? I did. I did. I, I, is that where you learned how to paint? that red nose out there. Yeah. <laughs> is that where you learn how to paint? Yeah. I, I got faces? A, right. I, I got a master in a, in a clown car right. driving and a minor in trapeze arts. No, obviously they That's have awesome. a really great. Yeah, their yeah, college is, the top is really cool. Yeah. That their was art school. That was one of the yeah. field trips that we went to when I was. To the museum? To, when I was a kid was to the museum. Phenomenal, and then, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's really, really cool. Yeah, we used to go to Sanford Zoo, and they let us watch the elephant take craps and you know throw peanuts at the damn thing. I lived in Sanford. We were for trying a short to class time. this. Did you really? We were yeah. just trying Sorry. to class this podcast Sorry. up Sorry. a little bit here. Sorry. We're talking about some arts and culture, and here you come along with elephant shit. <laughs> well, Sanford, Florida. I mean, yeah. If I you've mean, been there, I, yeah. So, so my dad, my dad was a heavy equipment mechanic and heavy truck mechanic, and when we were over here, he was working for my uncle. He worked for Caterpillar for a long time, mm-hmm. like 15 years, <clears throat> and then um, took a job for the county, for Lee County, where we live, and they, a position opened up in Seminole County, uh, and my dad was a single parent, and he raised me his whole life, mm-hmm. you know, and um, so, you know, he was like, it was much better for us as far as, you know, money and stuff like that, so he took the job up there, and we moved to Sanford. I think we lived there like three years, um, but man, it's... <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's different. It's a beautiful area. Uh, Lake Monroe, Lake Monroe, and yeah. the St. John's. Let me tell you mm-hmm. what: you want to do an awesome Florida historic day trip, put in underneath I four, mm-hmm. right there on, on the St. John's, yep. and take a few days and go to Jacksonville, and you can take the entire river all the way up through, you mm-hmm. know, past the springs, up through Astor, Lake George, and that whole area, and go up towards Palak, and and it's just, you know. It's a pretty part of the it's state. It's a beautiful, it really beautiful. is. It's, it's the way a lot the of Florida. it's very untouched. Yeah, yeah. It you is, get up that part of the state. There's only things east of 95. It's like yeah. rarely, unless you go to like Melbourne or yeah. What's that new town in Melbourne? It starts with a V. Oh, uh, Valrica or That's pretty pretty much in that area. The only thing really west of 95. Yeah, it's because it's a new development. You're thinking of St. John's. You're thinking of no, the, no, no. The, I'm talking about. I'm talking about once you start getting just in general. Oh, once okay. you start getting up that part of the state. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah once my, you, I'm speaking to the fact that it's more of a natural setting than it is yeah, down here for sure. That's but, the area I grew up my entire life. Yeah, and everything. The East Orlando, St. John's, Cocoa Beach, mm-hmm. the whole area before it blew up as tourism and the Ron yeah. John stuff of the world, you know. Yeah. But even still, like yeah. comparing it to down here, it's oh, like, it's uh, night and day difference. Night and day. And that's yeah. when I was in Sarasota, you know, to the opposite point, it's just so different on the West Coast compared to the East Coast mm-hmm. that for me over there it took some getting used to. Absolutely. But not not to mention like right now, Sarasota is totally different than Fort Myers. Like it's still low-key laid back like fort myers is starting Closes to build at up. five o'clock everything but you know sarasota is like it's 95 percent retirees yeah you know, i thought this the funniest <clears throat> thing is that um is that oh look at that sarah la source called oh a little ffo, FFO drive right. look, at, look at the timing <laughs> of plug of FFO plug, right there. we're gonna plug the old sarah la source of the ffo which we're, we're doing outdoors so yamaha's doing something really cool Should for I pick it up? ffo i'm gonna pick it up hey sarah 
Uh, guess what? You're on the podcast right now. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. I picked it up for you. <laughs> Br- Brad and Craig. Danko, Craig, Yamaha, Brad. Yeah, no, hold on. I'll put you on speaker. We're going to plug FFO. You want to do this? Yeah. All right, here we go. Say hi to everybody. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Hello, Sarah. How are you? Good. How are you? So, good. A little shout out to FFO. That's super exciting. Right, right. <laughs> Always. They've got an event coming up uh, right before the Miami Boat Show. Yep. Yeah. I got uh, Yeah, that's exactly why I was calling you to talk about actually booking a podcast with our veterans next month for the event. So Perfect. Yeah. We I got, got Jose coming on. We got Jose coming on February 11th already. Jose is awesome. Oh, yeah. that's perfect. I got yeah. to. I got to do this tournament because I got to defend my title. Yeah, <laughs> I, I unfortunately won't be able to make it. I'm going to be at a Bassmaster event up in Jacksonville, but I'm talking about maybe going to the Montauk event later oh, this year. So much in, fun, uh, man! Up, up in New Montauk York in is June. fun and it's so beautiful. You go nice. catch some stripers. Awesome. So when's the event? I don't think you're talking about it, Brad. I think you're definitely coming. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Montauk? Montauk. Yeah. When's yeah. the Montauk? I'm coming for that one. It's in Was June. It middle of Montauk's June? Montauk's June. Um, oh, gosh. Sorry. June 16th and 19th. Awesome. I at, believe so, At yeah. the very June end of Long Island. and Very cool. It's a really cool fishery up there, too. All right. We're going to – I'm going to let you go, Sarah. We're going to plug some FFO right, stuff. All right. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye, guys. Have bye. a good right, Good seeing you. All right. Bye. We're talking to you. <laughs> but yeah, dude, that Montauk event is really cool. Yeah. I've, I've gone the last two years, and uh, the people up there are amazing. What they do for the veterans is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I am uh, I feel very blessed and honored to be able to be involved with FFO mm-hmm. through Danco. And, um, you know, and, and to be able to participate in these events. It's gotten to the point where the veterans ask for me to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, which is cool. And, yeah. and, and, you know, the first year we were in Montauk, we we're all hanging out, you know, and they're like, we know you're not a veteran. We know that you tried to go into the military and you couldn't get through MEPS because of your knee injuries. Yeah. I'm oh, colorblind. Yeah. I couldn't get in MEPS because so, I'm colorblind. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. you know, they're like, but, but you're so cool and we all look so forward to having you here and you help with us so much and you listen to us and we'll call you at 2 a.m. and you're always there for us and stuff like that. We want to make you an honorary veteran. Which I thought that was really cool. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I've been given a coin once before Yeah. by Sean Simmons in the Marine Corps, and I didn't realize what was happening mm-hmm. when he was gave me that coin. This mm-hmm. is for all the stuff that I was doing for the Grouper Grapple and Peachy right. and all them out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Peachy comes up to me. He's like, so I heard Sean gave, him, gave you his coin. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. You know what I mean? He's like, let me explain to you what that means. Mm-hmm. And then he explained to me what that means, and I literally broke down in tears. Oh, yeah. And I walked up to Sean and I gave him a big fat hug. Yeah. And that was really like, this is one of the, like to this day, this is one of the most important things that's ever happened to me. Yeah. You know, Probably I mean, one of your most prized possessions. At yeah, this for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, you know, that was a very meaningful moment. Um, we definitely support the veterans here at the studio. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The FFO is the major uh, organization that we support. Um, I'm and, doing a, pre- you know, and also the Special Olympics as well. Yeah. I'm doing a check presentation to them during the Miami Boat Show. We're donating. Uh, really? Yeah. We're, we, uh, every year, you know, we're trying to give back a little bit. You know, Yamaha does a lot mm-hmm. across the fishing industry. A lot of it doesn't get publicized, what we do. A lot of it, sure. some of it does and everything. But we're going to do a $5,000 donation to FFO at the Miami Boat Show. 
and presented with check then and everything. So yeah. we did, yeah. and you guys did that yeah, too. Did. Yeah, that, right? we did. We did five thousand dollars at the November event. Very nice. Yeah. Very so nice. and it all goes. And I want people to understand. You know what? I'm going to talk to the audience here for a second. All that money goes to the FFO, and then all that money goes directly to the veterans. Mm-hmm. It really does, and it makes a difference. We are yeah. at the events. We see it happen. We yeah, see the veterans' response when when you know they're pulling up fish and. They're getting treated like kings, and oh, yeah. and you could see in the. I saw in this last event when veterans were there for the first time, and they're at the the kickoff dinner, mm-hmm. and their eyes are just like deer to headlights. Like mm-hmm. some of them probably not even go, "What the hell am I doing here? What the hell am I doing here?" And then you yeah. see that same person after the fishing day, yep. and after the post dinner and everything like that, and they are just like a renewed oh, yeah. individual. Mm-hmm. It works. Yeah, it works. It makes a huge difference in their lives, and you know, and I've seen it for. You know, going on three years now, I've, I've been to every event. I haven't missed one. Yeah, and, that's um, awesome. I wish you know, I could do that. That and, is awesome. And, you know, and it's funny because, like, they were doing a, an event in uh, Jensen Beach, mm-hmm. and uh, my boss was at the gas station, and Vinny was getting ice, and they neither one of them knew each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, my boss gave Vinny a hand putting the coolers in the truck and asked him what he was doing and stuff like that. And he shot me an email, and he's like, look, I met this guy. You know, we need to work with these people, and here we are now, you know, making $5,000 donations. We donate product to each veteran at every event, and, you know, and they want me there. Yeah. You know, they they want all – so they get – you know, they have fun with each other, interacting as other veterans and stuff like that. But when when a sponsor shows up and they stay with them and they fish with them and they hang out with them and stuff like that and buy them drinks or whatever, it – they feel totally different. Mm-hmm. You know about the whole thing. They really, really feed off of participation from sponsors. Yeah, yeah. They I can't really tell you how many came yeah. up to me and said thank you to me. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, you guys don't need to be thanking me for anything. I need right. to be thanking you. Yeah, hundred percent and everything. And they were very, they were very, you know, thankful that somebody from Yamaha came. Yeah, and everything. And they do know. appreciate everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, you know, and and if there's one, you know, they so they try to bring new veterans on every mm-hmm. event, and sometimes there's you know there's a couple of couple of guys that have gone to one of the other events you know over the years or whatever and then they'll come seek you out mm-hmm. yeah like hey man i can't believe you're here it's awesome thanks for coming thanks for everything you do blah 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 and it's like man don't thank me because without you yeah. we wouldn't be here we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing and let me tell you Absolutely what this, this last event that that i was at with craig uh when was that november after yeah. the fort lauderdale show yeah. um you know i went in there you know just knowing obviously Vinny and sarah and knowing some of the people uh, industry folks and everything, not knowing a single veteran in there. Yeah, I left that event two days later with like so many more friends, and I mean the guys there. I I, I consider them my brothers now and everything, mm-hmm. and we talk all the time online and everything. And, you know, we we've you know been staying in touch, and it's just something more that we're trying to, you know, not not only as company, but you know something something like myself that trying to do something good right. and do the outreach. You always, you usually don't see the the benefits until months, years later. But man, let me tell you what, those events you see it instantaneously and everything. It's and almost magic. Oh yeah, it, it is. happens. It, it is. really is. And, and to know that you know these guys, you know, they come there and most of them are nervous or scared, and you know they're very apprehensive on being there and stuff. And then by the time it's all over. They come up, they shake your hand, they give you a hug, you know, thanks for being here. This has changed my life. Yeah. And it's like, well, thank you. You know, you it, know <laughs> hey, listen, in, in a, a dark tunnel type of life, sometimes that's the light. 
mm-hmm. that they need, yeah. you know, and sometimes that's all it maybe takes is just a little bit of light to crack open the door and knock it down. But yeah, you but know? it's like it's like Brad was saying, you know, I've got friends now that I've met through FFO all over the country, mm-hmm. you know, and I can, I can, I have friends all over the country in the fishing industry too, but yep. you know, if I, lots of times they're busy, but if I say I want to go to Texas and on my own and, you know, I need a place to stay, I can call mm-hmm. one of my buddies that's from FFO in Texas now and I get a place to stay because, yeah. you know, because we built that friendship in a three-day period. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Yeah. It, and it, you can only really do that though by being on the water and, you know, yeah. spending the time on the boats with them and or in the woods, you know, for example, I know FFO does a lot of, you know, hunting events up in like Pennsylvania events, yeah. and everything like that and up north. So, you know, it's that while it's connected by water, it's connected by the outdoors on yep. that as well. You know? Well, rivers, lakes, and streams are all yep. part of it. Yeah. Well. Yep. <clears throat> you know, and at Danco, we, you know, our involvement with FFO, uh, one of our product developers was like, look, why don't we take this the next step further? I was like, all right, what are you thinking? He's like, why don't we bring out a line of pliers called a salute to service? That's cool. So we've got a color scheme mm-hmm. of pliers for each military branch, including firefighters and police officers. That's awesome. That will that will be launching. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, we had the samples at ICAST. When are you launching that? <clears throat> you should have the product then in March. Nice. Very so, cool. but yeah, but and uh, then we offer a twenty five percent off military discount through our website too. So anybody that mm-hmm. military first responder, twenty five percent off dancapliers.com. Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. And they're a hell of a damn good pliers, too. Yeah, they I are. I promise you that. <laughs> no when doubt those, about it. When those, uh, what, the, was it last year or the year before at ICAST, those titanium ones you guys came got out stolen? with? Got stolen? They got stolen. That was, that was not, it was a year before. Yeah. Was, yeah. What well, happened? I, we had two pairs of, when we launched our titanium plier at ICAST, mm-hmm. we had two pairs of them stolen at the show. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I mean, you've been, to, well, I know I found you at ICAST this year. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been at ICAST. Yeah. Bunch of how about this? How about this? We're, we're at ICAST and we're over at like the Hummingbird booth or something. And they're doing this big presentation. They It was actually a veteran that they went and redid their entire boat, put all brand new electronics into it and everything. And Dennis calls me and goes, hey, man, I'm over here. Can you see me? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm 6'4". What do you mean? He goes, I'm standing over by this Hummingbird booth. I'm over here. I'm you know wearing my hat and everything. And I'm like, Stand up and jump or something. I, yeah. I can't yeah, trying to find me in that kind of that crowd trying yeah. to find a kid at Disney. Prob- yeah. Probably like, my favorite. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably my favorite picture from 2019 is the one of, of the Uh-oh, three I of us yeah. standing. <laughs> so so FFO did a uh, you know caption this thing just not too long ago and everything and I literally had typed out just like I do a million times a day. I literally typed out something and. I deleted it because I wasn't going to post it and everything, but it was came to the effect of, you know, maybe they're looking for uh, Craig. And- <laughs> yeah, <Jeez. laughs> trying to find Dennis and I had to make <laughs> I hope I hope we can possibly splice this together and put that. Oh video yeah, I'm, together. I'm taking notes. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to get awesome. all the pictures. <laughs> or it's not the video. It's just you a said picture. you watch the podcast. You don't understand all the amazing oh. work that John oh, does. Oh, I, I, that's exact. Hey, right? it looks like it all flows so natural. I yeah. didn't even know he spliced anything yeah, in there. It looks like it yeah, flows we so didn't naturally. Yeah, all, so. That's why we don't go live because because John right? displays his talents on the poster. Let me tell you what. And we didn't even know John existed. Right. Or he thought it was me. It's just a voice that everybody looks at and talks to over there. Yep. I just make the paintings around here. Right. Right. Yeah. No. That's all john man i figured he was like i, I walk in this thing and i talk this is all john i figured he was like baba booey off of uh howard stern <laughs> no i tell him he's got to tell i go john man you gotta you know because listen nothing we're not this guy's like world-class snook fisherman 
Yes, yes, you are. Nice. Stop it. What's your best snook? Um, probably like thirty pounds. I mean, nice. I know what I, I figured out. What nice. truck was his? Because of the the bubble bucket and the garbage can in the back. Of yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> my, my makeshift live well back yeah. there. Yep, yep, so yep. I tell him all the time, I'm like John, you got to talk more in the show. You know what I mean? You're like co-host of this thing. He's like, man, I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. You're gonna mess me up if I start talking. <laughs> right. Like, I'm trying to I'm losing my spot. He's time stamping everything. Yeah, right? he's got yeah. his he's got his East Coast live well rolling in the back. Yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> yeah, he does for sure. Hey, East Coast live well. What was that supposed to mean? <laughs> East Coast live well. Stop that talk, man. What's the West Coast live well look like? Dude, we don't need them. We throw artificials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, oh, and like like for me personally, like I only fish artificial. You don't live bait at all? No. Ever? No. I don't even know how to throw a cast net. <laughs> but it doesn't affect me catching fish. Mm-hmm. And good. I won't go buy bait. I'm too cheap. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry. You know. I'm going to go buy bait if I'm going to sell fish. Yeah. I mean... Or we're gonna, gonna go selfish. find, well, gonna gonna go find you're, you're not gonna throw a, a Berkeley gulp after. That's hey, hey, let me tell you what I, I you know, some of those guys want to go out there and go fly fishing for them. And I got a sail on fly. Yeah, I was gonna say, I thought you did. I got, you got a sail. I got a sail and a dolphin. Did you really? Fly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nice. That was two years ago. Well, right? I was gonna ask you too yeah. when you started talking, telling that trout story in Georgia. Yeah. I was I was letting you finish the story and I was going to ask you, oh, did you bust out the fly rod for them? And then you started working your way into the trout farm. I'm like, no, yeah. I guess you didn't bust out the fly rod. No, I I didn't even take one. Yeah, yeah. I, I went fly fishing down the in the middle of downtown Atlanta, oh, middle God. of downtown Atlanta, like uh, urban angler style. Yeah, there, there's yeah. water there that will actually like the Chattahoochee River. It could. Oh, uh, what? The Chattahoochee what runs through Atlanta. It's going to make you go. Yeah. I mean, any anything can survive in there. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, brown trout and everything, so the Chattahoochee. <laughs> All right, rainbow trout, brown trout. All right, All right, that's not what I was trying to go with here. Hey. Right. But no, where I was trying to go, go is. We mentioned the brown trout. I love it. Lord I thought you were going to bring it out. He's starting to talk mercy. about trout. I'm like, it's only a matter of time. Did you watch the Charlie episode? Oh, Lord, that's a thing yeah. on the show now. There you go. That's a good Catholic. Well, at least it's not a trout. There you go. That's how I go to church every Sunday, man. Don't worry about it. Um, listen, did you, did you listen to the Charlie Levine episode at all? I listened to a part of it. Right, I want to, so, I want to listen to the whole thing. Charlie's an interesting, interesting guy. Charlie's I'm, amazing. Oh yeah. I love he, him to death. I love him to pieces, yeah. man. He's, he's a sweetheart and he's a good dude. Yeah. So you see, he tells a story about how in college, he went to college in Colorado mm-hmm. and he took a job as a janitor at a ski lift on a mountain. <laughs> Just so he could ski for free all season while he was I in college, I think I did right? hear this part, yeah. So because the downfall of that is he had the walkie-talkie, and every now and then their code word for, like, code brown. Brown trout. We got oh. a brown trout. It needs to get cleaned out. <laughs> we got a brown trout on the cafeteria floor or whatever. Like, Why would there so. be a brown trout on the cafeteria floor? I, I, hold on. Exactly. I, I, don't, I, I really don't want to cut you out. But no, I have you to. can cut me off. Please do. I took my daughter to Venice, Louisiana in March last year. For so we a, tell a brown trout story, and all of a sudden you think right? about your daughter? Just listen, listen. All right. So <laughs> we stopped in um we stopped in town before heading down to Venice. Yeah. And uh, cuz she wanted to catch a big bowl. So we took her out there for her birthday. Long story short, we stopped at a gas station. Mm-hmm. Or at a uh, uh grocery store. Which is also She's, a gas station, which is also a laundromat. And that part of yeah. honest <laughs> God, in that part of Louisiana, it's, it's a, a one-stop yeah. shop. Yeah. So yeah. so we roll into the grocery store and we're getting food to take down to the camp and She's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm like, all right, whatever. Be careful. You know, I don't, I don't know this area very well. We're in Bell Chase, which is a mm-hmm. pretty nice area. 
and uh, they got power yeah. and water. They got power and water. Two lane roads that are paved. There's a navy base. And yep. teeth. Yeah, most of them. Most of them. So long story short, I get a text on my phone. I look at it and it's a turd. She went in the bathroom and somebody brown trouted on the floor. Oh, they missed oh. like. It, but and not even in the stall, like in the middle of it. Like, did you did it just get stuck in your butt cheeks and fall out when you left? Like, I don't even know how. Hey, Brad, possible. you went on a podcast today, man. How'd it go? <laughs> Let me tell you what we <laughs> talked about. about oh, elephant shower, brown trout. <laughs> yeah, throw peanuts at elephants, thinking of crap, and brown trout floating. The ones that didn't float. But so that's my brown trout story. Uh, you know, I love when people have brown trout stories. <laughs> I'm done. I'm Come done. On. I'm <laughs> done. <laughs> I'm done. You know you got brown trout stories. Oh, I've got a few. <laughs> Takes a while to get the story out, though. So Ooh. Brad and I first met at ICAST like <coughs> six years ago. Was it now? Yeah, when he was still I was work- trying to think the other day. Like, a lot of my friends, I can't remember the first time I met them just because I work with them so yeah, much. And everything. We met at, too. like, BB King's six years ago at, a, like, Smith or Costa party or something. Okay. Stop. Any other details other than, you know, what was going on there probably can be left out, but go ahead, continue. <laughs> um, and you were still working for Gaff, Gaff Magazine. That's time. Yep. That, that company is no longer around. Imagine Ooh. that a print magazine no longer around. Yeah. Sorry. Darn. Sorry. All right. But that, that's, that's where said, I have a theory on You said this is the safe zone. This is the circle of trust, I have a theory on that. I'm pretty so. lame, but, yeah. I mean, that's that's where we met, and that's mm-hmm. and then our friendship has grown from there to, to what we are now. Oh. Bromos, right? <laughs> right. Brown and about every in about every uh, middle of July, we tend to find ourselves at Point Orlando in about the middle of the mm-hmm. on a Thursday in yeah. uh, the middle yep. of the year yep. at uh, one of the festivities. Going mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. Well, I will so. see you there. That's what I usually do. <laughs> if I can find you, if I can find oh. you. Hey, at least I've got like two inches on it. Yeah, you probably do. Listen, I make no mistake. I mean, I am a short individual. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, that. but your arms aren't as short as mine. Oh, my. Really? Yeah. I've got, I've got the shortest arms on the planet, man. Uh, isn't that supposed to be, like, your wingspan is supposed to be your height? Or no? Or is it? I, no, it's not true Those are me. pretty short arms. Wow, you got some long arms. Yeah. About back in there. <laughs> All so, right. Let's move. Let's I change mean, subjects, I, I please. I don't, know, I don't know how in-depth in this I should get, but <clears throat> my, I have very, very short arms, and it's... I have to deal with it on a daily basis. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I sense another brown trout story. No, 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 no. Oh, good. No, good. no, no, right. no brown trout. All right. All right. So, anyway, tell me about Florida in clean water. All right. Is. All right. Let me. This is a better way I can ask this question. All right. We have certain problems going on in the state of Florida. Yeah, we just sure. had a recent yep. sewage yep. breakout in here for a while. So we got it's not just one. Well, like, like six, six or seven. Six or seven. Yeah. Like I'm saying, the whole mm-hmm. damn city is breaking. Right. Right. Um, we had, um, we have some, Florida's in a very good spot economically and environmentally, you know, thanks to our great, wonderful Governor DeSantis mm-hmm. and all the initiatives that he's been, you know, taking care of since the day he got elected. Um, but that doesn't mean we're out of the woods. No. And that doesn't mean that this state doesn't need continuous maintenance, continuous help. Um, you know, talk to me a little bit about some clean water issues in your area. 
So because so I want to find out because it's not just I know everything that's going on here. I got a pretty good grasp on what's going on in Lake O and St. Lucie River and everything like that. But how is Fort Myers dealing with all this? Fort Myers is um, we've kind of been on the uh, the doo doo list when it comes to water releases. Okay. You know, they didn't release any water out of the St. Lucie this year. All the water came to Fort Myers. We ended up with red tide again. Mm-hmm. It didn't get super public, but it was really bad. Um, but and it didn't last as long. It didn't last as that's, long. No, it only lasted it about much It only lasted right. about a month and a half. But it was like playing Minecraft, running through Pine Island. So but if you were near the Caloosahatchee, you're done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, they're just it. We didn't have the green algae this year, so that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it pushed all the fish like. I didn't catch a trout in my home waters for 19 months. Wow. That's, That's how bad amazing. it was. Which, his home waters for trout. Like, kidding me? Charlotte no. Bay. That, that whole area. That's Charlotte great. Harbor. That's, that's, that's great just trout fishing. Trout yeah. galore that yeah, area. Yeah, and, I, and, like, and I, I, live, I live on Estero Bay. Okay. And Estero Bay has forever yeah. had a strong trout fishery and a really good redfish fishery. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Like... You weren't even catching babies in cast nets, nothing. Like, they've completely vacated. And up, I, right before Thanksgiving, like three days before Thanksgiving, I caught my first one. Wow. Yeah, it's bad. So, but my take on this That's whole, a long run. It is. But my take on this whole clean water thing is, I don't, and I don't want to get super political with it, but had the Indians not pitched a fit about their land going dry, back about 12 years ago, 15 years ago. And they hadn't blocked off the canals that discharged the water out of the inlets here on the East Coast. We wouldn't be in this situation. So the water used to... You think to, it's solely that, though? The, it's, that has, yeah, I would say it's 80%, because the water used to free flow out of, through the lake, come out through Clewiston, down through two canals, and then it mm-hmm. would dump out of the inlets, be consumed by the, be consumed by the Gulf Stream, and it was gone. Mm-hmm. It didn't har- it didn't harm anything. If anything, it actually helped the salinity here. So, the 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 Indians sued the state of Florida. They won, and then they diked all that off, and they put they put weirs and dams in, and they release a tiny bit of water through there at a time now, but everything else gets held back. So they had to start sending it out of the rivers. I mean, the rivers have always gotten some, but ninety mm-hmm. percent was coming down and going out into the Gulf Stream. And then it was 5% coming out of each side of the state. Now it's right, opposite. It's so if somebody knocked those out and let that water flow, it would fix 70% of what we have now. And that's why they're talking about putting that reservoir above yeah. Lake O. Mm-hmm. Which I so, don't know if that's the answer either. I, you know, I think the reservoir will help with the amount of water that they will be allowing to flow. But dirty water is dirty water, and it doesn't matter what you run it through unless it's a filtration system. It's going to be dirty water no matter how long it sits there. But let's back so. up and figure out how's that water dirty in the first place? Because let me tell you what, I'm you from, been, or, I'm from Orlando. Out? I'm from Orlando. Mm-hmm. And the headwaters to the Everglades are Shingle Creek. Yep. Right. You know what's attached to Shingle Creek? A mouse. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, no doubt about it. A mouse no that has the greenest grass mm-hmm. that you'll ever find, and it's always green and it's always beautiful. <laughs> I definitely think that that's a big contributor of it, but it also speaks to the amount of sprawl that's going on in this state. Too. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, sure. and, and, and the just, amount of sprawl. I mean, I have listen. I have no reason to protect you know that yeah. cor- that corporation. 
I'm afraid to even say yeah, that. Right. That's why I said. Yeah, that's why I just so, said a, a um, character. But uh, yeah, but you know, there's no doubt about that's the major mm-hmm. contributor mm-hmm. to it. I think realistically, so putting it in full picture with that mouse, with the Kissimmee River, with Shingle Creek, with the amount of pesticides that people in general put. I mean, even here, when somebody fertilizes their grass, mm-hmm. and then we get the three o'clock rainstorm. Goes right in. Where's that fertilization going? Yeah, but I'll tell you one thing you got to look at here versus there Mm -hmm. is you walk up to any body of water right here in in this part of South Florida, and you can see the bottom. Oh, it's it's crystal clear. Some some spots, yes, you can see the bottom. There's some all these all these little residential canals and stuff like that are oh the the yeah 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 I see what you're saying. So you know if all that runoff is that harmful, why why are fish flourishing there in the water? Why is the water crystal clear? And not for nothing, the water that comes from up north on Shingle Creek has to go through the Kissimmee River, through Lake Kissimmee, mm-hmm. and then into the lake. So 90% of the harmful stuff that's going to be in that water should have been deposited along the way before that physically gets to the lake. The other problem that we're having on the lake is they're killing all the hydrilla. That's mm-hmm. the, the hydrilla. Goes. The hydrilla is a filter. Yep. Right. Until they stop spraying and killing that, we're going to continue to have these algae blooms and stuff. They recently had a protest Sunday um, I know my buddy uh, Jeff Maggio at Lunker Dog was instrumental in putting that together. Yeah, uh, they had a lot of people come out. They had news yeah. exposure. Um, you know, the Sun Sentinel has been re- working hard locally about trying to expose what the real issue is. A lot of people were wondering where all the money that was earmarked for the new sewage went. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had uh, House Representative Chip Lamarca on the previous episode. Um, this is not his responsibility. Yeah. But he did say, you know, a few things about what he thinks the solution is. Um, bottom line is a lot of these pipes are aging and need to be replaced, yep. and they knew about it. Um, you know, and there's no other way other than to replace these pipes, and you got to spend the money. And what he basically said, the analogy that he gave was, um, and, you know, I'm not, it's not verbatim, but this is, you know, I'm paraphrasing. If you're remodeling your house, you're going to, want to change the windows, you know, put a new roof, paint the walls before you're going to want to rip up your slab and change your pipes. Absolutely. Right. And that's kind of the situation that we're in in Fort Lauderdale is, you know, we're in the situation where we need to rip up those pipes and replace them, whether people want to like to or not. But we're not the only place that's going to be dealing with this issue. There's going to be places all over the state that are dealing with this issue. Um, And also septic tanks are very bad for Florida's ground. Oh, yeah. Um, and we're in the process of eliminating down here in Fort Lauderdale, one of the remaining neighborhoods that are full septic. Um, and I think that's another factor. Um, with it's a lot steps. Of these things that, yeah, it's steps. Yeah. And it's the matter of, like, all right, we need to look at the state of Florida, and we need to look at, okay, this is what we were, this is what we are, mm-hmm. and where are we heading, right? Because, Let me ask you a question, though. Yeah. So where what I've noticed my 30-some-odd years in Florida is, Nothing really gets a change or gets affected quicker than it affecting tourism. Do you think that those problems of those residential pipes busting and everything like that, if that was happening near a location, near a major cruise ship terminal or near a Disney type of park or near some place that brings a lot of tourism in, stuff around those type of structures tend to get fixed quicker and tend to get access, you know, better resources sometimes. Yeah. And that's just because tourism makes this 
makes this state go round and round mm-hmm. until enough people, you know, like for example, the uh, the the blue green algae that we had two years ago, three years, two, two years ago, two, two years, years ago yeah. now, that you saw some changes happening because it was affecting tourism. People were calling, canceling their flights. They were canceling their hotel rooms when the hotels aren't filled. Mm-hmm. You know. The restaurants aren't filled. The CVS isn't filled. The gas station doesn't get filled. Yeah, the bait a, guy doesn't get filled. The charter guy doesn't get filled. Yeah, there's a lot of people over, a lot of restaurants and uh, smaller local motels on, like, Sanibel and Captiva and stuff that completely went out of business because mm-hmm. of that. The West Coast, it hit it hard. I mean, don't get me wrong. East Coast, Mosquito Lagoon, Indian River, that mm-hmm. whole area, that's a whole different waterway issue going mm-hmm. on there that has been affected. His coast got affected the hardest, and the mom and pops of the world got affected the hardest right. by it, including some of our dealers. You know, we have—I mean, we have two thousand dealers around the country. They're all mom and pop yeah. businesses. It's a really everything. good point so, you're bringing up because it definitely does affect tourism, and it's, it's the number mm-hmm. one economic driver in this state. Um, you know, and the area that it happened in in Fort Lauderdale—it's not really. It's not a poor area. Mm-hmm. New River is not a poor area, right. and also another thing we have coming here is the Super Bowl. If anyone yeah, understands like how three South, weeks. Yeah, no yeah I mean, imagine the, like, the stress that's going to put on the infrastructure. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, and then right after the Super Bowl is the Miami Boat Show. Right. Like, right. But the Miami Boat right Show after. is more of a Miami thing. When you yeah. talk about the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl is the way where Hard Rock impact. Stadiums is more Fort Lauderdale and yeah. Miami because yeah. it's kind of right in between both of us. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. except for they're going to put like 300,000 people at the stadium and there's going to be like 4 million people at the Boat Show Yeah, on an island. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is still, yeah. But you still have a huge impact with the Super Bowl because it's all spread out for sure, and the amount of people. And yeah, right. Well, I mean, because a lot of people will like everyone. You know, sure, yeah. people will be going to South Beach, but we just had the Super Bowl in Atlanta well last that. year mm-hmm. when the dome opened and everything, and that yeah. was. Uh, I can tell you where I don't go during the Miami Boat Show, and that's South Beach. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Last year, I'm not I, a big South Beach. Last fan. year, I found a um, a VRBO on Key Biscayne, and I never left the island. Man, I thought I saw on Eleven's website pictures of you out there just partying at like four in the morning. Yeah. Not me, bro. <laughs> 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 no, I'm a. I don't party much anymore. Right. I'm. I'm. I'm pretty, I grew up. I'm pretty lame. Yeah. yeah I just want to go fishing. I just want to fish and take cool pictures. Speaking of cool pictures, I have one I need to send you that. Yeah. That you want to paint. Yeah, I want to paint that one. Oh, which one is he, it? He, he, he dude, he got shot. a that, shot. That the, one I, the, the one I talked about. Oh, oh, yeah. As soon as he showed that it to me that day, shot. I said, oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's amazing. I need. I want you to send that to me. Yeah. He's like, okay. And I don't think he realized the picture he took because he's like, hey, check out this shot I took. And I looked at it, and I was like, dude, that's amazing. He's like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. And well, now he's starting to realize and, it was an awesome and shot. funny story about it was like. That was an FFO of it. Yeah, so, it yeah. was. Um, and somebody reached out to me and was like, dude, like, we want to use this for the cover. And I'm like, all right. That's badass. Really? <clears throat> yeah. So, like, I thought it was good to go, and then uh, the print came comes out, and there's a chick on the cover with a jack. That was pretty sad. It made the magazine. But it oh, didn't, it boy. Didn't, it didn't make the cover, and I was pretty sour about yeah. a jack making that and a really skinny. But you said it was a chick? Chick. Holding it. Yeah. It's kind of my... Theory I had about the gaff thing. I mean, they, gaff magazine not a, was not a sustainable uh, thing. Yeah, no, I mean it, it. It was good at the time. I mean, hell, that's how I got cut my teeth into this industry. But mm-hmm. you know, we had we had girls on gaff when I got there 
we were changing it. It was towards the end. We were changing it to where we wanted girls that fished right. first and foremost. You know, I've been on plenty of photo shoots with girls that are and aren't in the industry anymore, but, you know, that would just sit out there and get a tan all day while, you know, we're on a boat for either two hours catching a fish or 12 hours mm-hmm. not and catching. And then they sweep in and hold it. And yep. You take yeah. their and get the shot. And done it. Yeah. And, but that's what we, we needed and everything. And, you know, it was like Maxim Magazine meets fishing. And, but, you know, well, we told get, the story. That was the original storytelling of it. And that's how kind of I, I do really well in my job because the whole full creation of concept yeah. to, to final. There's a, there's a lot of people. I, I follow a couple pages on Instagram that love to call out you know, the, the copper plated six guys of the world that <laughs> yeah. love to call out people in the industry that aren't genuine and they'll call out the companies too. Mm-hmm. I, I make it with Yamaha. I am very, I take it very pridefully. It's like, I want to know the people that we're working with are working with us for the right reason. They do the, they're, they're benefiting the sport. I mean, we have an entire, we have a 10, 10 page code of angler ethics, mm-hmm. which I will have to word sign, for word that people have to sign before they even come associated with us because not only does it give us a plausible deniability, hey, if you violated one of these, I mean, we're going to let you go. I had CNN calling me one Friday afternoon because a certain captain in someone's certain neck of the woods, his neck of the woods, did an act that got national attention. And immediately they go on his website and they see the Yamaha flag because he's a captain, you know, that's that's tied with us or whatever that may be uh, associated with us. Now they're calling us. Oh, you guys support. You guys condone this. And prior to that, before we didn't really have a way to combat the negativity when it comes to us. So now we have standard operating procedures in place to where it says, hey, you're going to abide to these strict rules. Some of the rules are like. Make sure you have all your licenses. Mm-hmm. You know, don't take more fi- don't take more fish than what you're planning on eating. Mm-hmm. You know, basic stewardship on the water, stewardship rules, and you'd be surprised how many people are just like they they, they couldn't follow it or, you know, or put you so, in a put puts yeah. us in the company in a position. He, some some when, people are prepared for the commitment. Turn around here. When, some people are prepared for the commitment and some people. Yeah. Are, but yeah. when they put it together, he's yeah. like, he's like, Hey, he's like, I got some new forms that you need to look at. And I was like, all right. He sent it to me and I was like, dude, this is a book, but yeah. I read it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And, but, and I, I, you guys do it to cover your butts. Yeah. That's a big company. You know, well, and, plus, I mean, at know, the end of the day, major it's, corporation. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, just like Danco. I mean, we have, stipulations for our guides and our pro staff and stuff like that. And yeah. if it's not followed, see you bye. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, and let me tell you what that word pro staff, you, you y'all want to have a real conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's have Here a conversation about the word pro staff, pro staff. promotional staff. I mean, <sighs> that term I think oh. is the one of the most, you know, like the meme with the cat. Yeah. The thing. I love yeah. that when they're like, I'm pro staff. Yeah. And the cat's like, you get 10% off. No, no. no yeah. They're like, I'm pro staff. And the cat's like, promotional staff. Yeah. 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 For people that want, and I deal with it, I deal with influencers. I deal with our tournament pros. I deal with freshwater, saltwater tournament pros. I deal with boat builders. Deals every, with guys like me. I deal with industry guys all the time. And every person has an opportunity to grow with any brand that they want. I mean, I grew up running 
a 17 whaler Montauk. Mm-hmm. Oh, we with love a the 90, 17. Yeah. Well, there's another 17 whaler name dropped in there. We love the 17 on the Steenahatchee River. Yep. You know, uh, with a 92 stroke smoker mm-hmm. Yamaha on the back. Of I it. run a 115 smoker right now. Still nice, nice. Well, we're gonna actually change that. <laughs> I'm gonna get you on that uh, SHO man. You get on that four stroke. Yeah. Honestly, God, you're gonna think you got like a 150 on the back of it or 175. It's yeah. that that going from that two stroke to that four stroke plus the fuel economy. You're gonna be like, you're you're gonna be running trips and be like. Uh, I know I need to put gas in this. Hopefully, point. my antique boat boat will hold up. Oh, it'll be fine. I mean, it, it, it is an 04. No, no, you'll be you put right. some plywood on the back. Nah, man, Did you I, not hear mine was a 1974? Yeah. I got. I have. A, I have a Key West Stealth, and um, that's probably one of the most sought after hulls today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was very, very, you know, like frowned upon because oh, it's a Key West or whatever. You know, when they first came out with them, they were around for about 15 years. They quit production of them now, and everybody wants them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It takes pretty good, pretty rough water. It only drafts ten inches, and it's got a ton of walk around deck space on it. And it, you know, not a lot of storage, no frills. It's all fish, no frills. Mm-hmm. And with the draft and everything on them, you can, you can take stuff out of them, make them a little lighter, and you can get them, you know, six eight inches loaded. And people really want them because you can take bigger water on. Them. Oh yeah, yeah. So how long is it? Uh, it's seventeen nine. Seventeen nine. Yeah. Nice. That's good for throwing artificials. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the pro staff word, and in, especially in today's digital world, gets so diluted, I think. Yeah, extremely. Um, uh, you know, I mean, people... Because well, everyone thinks they're a master of social media, and everyone thinks, oh, I can do this, too. Well, everybody thinks that, well, this is what I do for a living, so why aren't you working with me? Yeah. Well, I'm just going to go over to that one. Let me tell you what. I can point... I can, pointed out real quick a lot of times on who's chasing money or who's actually trying to build themselves the brand there whether you're a brand whether you're a charter captain or mm-hmm. an artist or you know a guy working at a convenient uh, bait shop you're a brand you're your own person mm-hmm. you know if you're trying to align yourself for the right reasons to do good it'll happen mm-hmm. i mean but if you are only chasing that dollar or chasing the next, you know, I'm at this company, but this company is so much better than this one. Maybe I'll step up. And yeah. Go I don't like when people do that. When they try to staircase the whole situation. I can show you inbox messages galore. Yeah. Of My favorite inbox messages are the ones that is like, Hey, I really like your product. Send me some free stuff. Yeah. 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 No. It's like, that's not what we do for a living. Yeah. It's um, a lot of times they'll use um, other brands to, Say hey, I'm already sponsored by yeah, so and so and so, and like, can you sponsor me too? And then they'll just use other brands to like layer up. Well, yeah, because once they come with you, guess what they're going to do to you then next right. too, right? Everything, and I mean, you know, with, back to what Craig was saying, you know, hey, can you hit me up? You know, I love your stuff and everything. Oh, well, let me go look through any of your pictures or anything. Yeah, Have you posted I, any picture? I was just fixing from to go any there. Any of the stuff? No, I've been using not. your stuff for years, and you open it up and you start looking at it, and it, your competitor's stuff is in every yep. picture. Right. Yeah. Yep. Whether your competitor's in your pocket or on the back of your boat. Yeah. You know, it's and you know, we've been around the block once or twice, and you know, I mean, a little bit. And with this, and with this digital world, I mean, quite frankly. It's a it's a world of unknowns. Even at, at my corporate level, you know, there's a lot of people higher up than me at my job that don't understand what I do, but they understand the necessity, they understand the power and the reach of what I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, with a couple of keystrokes, I can make every 
every every phone in my company ring with a couple keystrokes on on social media. Yeah. Really? For sure. Oh, if I said, hey, next hundred people to call your local dealer and say, hey. Oh, right. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh. I was told I could get That's this or this or that. this. That's not how I read that. I read that like you got <laughs> no. some secret code that you no, 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 no. They make everyone. But yeah. well, they 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 don't understand the power of the digital world. I, think I need to eat. <laughs> well, you didn't scarf down enough of the fruit. <laughs> so my, my oranges and whole foods are aisle here. Lord have mercy. So, <laughs> but you know, Brad and I are we're, we have become very good at what we do. Mm-hmm. You sure have. And um, not not anybody can do what we do. And not anybody can make the connections that we have and stuff like that. And I really think that that's what sets him and I apart from a lot of the other guys. Everybody does a good job. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking a single person. But, you know, with the relationships that we have and the way that we communicate with people and stuff like that through our businesses, you know, we're we're very unique. Mm -hmm. And, And I think a lot of other companies are starting to see that they need to find people that are more unique relationships are yeah. everything really and we talk yeah. about that a lot too and it's so important especially in this industry because we spoke earlier about how mm-hmm. even though the fishing industry is a very huge industry yeah people that operate it are very small network oh, yeah. um like for know. example we were talking about conservation earlier waterways and yeah and everything else and we were talking about i was like man i'd really like to get the captains for clean water guys on here i'd love to have and everything and benny blanco and those yeah. guys and you know that's an easy connection for me yeah. to say yeah, hey me man too. i'd love give to these guys a shout so. you know and but what I was going to say was a lot of people make that mistake to where we, we end the show every the same way every time we say your ego is not your amigo. And it's really true because right. sometimes you need to swallow that ego Absolutely. And, and put the relationship factor in this business in perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. There are there, times there's no truer statement in the fishing yeah. industry. There are times it's not going to go your way, man. Mm-hmm. You know, a like lot you, of times. Yeah. And, you know, there, you know, you can't just F you everybody mm-hmm. because you're going to find yourself out of this yep. industry very fast. Yep. Right, and we're all in this together, kind of thing. Yep. You know, we're all you know. There's competition, obviously, but um, you know, sometimes you know, the plan you had didn't isn't going to work out, right? Or that thing that you and that relationship agreed upon, maybe that's just not going to work out, right? You can't or, get or mad at that person. Maybe it's not best for your company. Maybe it's not best for your business, your company, and and you got it. And maybe that exactly. decision wasn't you making it. Maybe it was the other person that made that decision for you. You got to really look at that and be like, well, all right, I got to respect the fact that they feel that that's not the direction they want to go. It's with us or with me or yeah. whatever, or whatever, or this plan that I had. And it's really important to put things like that into perspective um, because you got to keep relationships. Now, sometimes there's no other way. Right. Right. And yeah. sometimes the, the person doesn't leave you any choice and it's just, it's just the way it is. You know what I mean? But I mean, and a lot of times you, there, there's plenty of warnings before that, and you can say, yeah, hey, yeah. this is how it's going to be. Yeah, and you got, and you got to stand up for yourself. Yeah. There's, no, there's no doubt about it. I'm not just saying sit here and take a beating right. all the time. You know what I mean? There's yeah. times you got to stand up for yourself, and there's times you're not. But you can't let your ego get in the way of all this stuff. So No, and you know, and that's one thing that I've learned. You know, I, I haven't been in the fishing industry my whole life. I was a heavy equipment mechanic for 20 years, and I marketed myself on social media and, and – Companies started taking notice, and then next thing you know, I'm working in the industry full time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the owner of my company says very proudly that I'm the only person that he's ever hired without meeting, and that says something. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's uh, that that's you know, I've learned to not have an ego. 
Right. You know, just take everything as it comes and, you know, be humble and be polite to everybody. And, you know, there, there's no need to, there's no need to have an ego because I'm blessed. Part of the job. I'm blessed to be where I am. You never, you never know. You got to look at it as, as it's part of the job. Right. And you never know who knows who. You're trying to, right. And you're trying to feed your family Mm -hmm. and you're trying to make a good life for your family. And that's really what, that's the perspective that you need to have. Yeah. You know, and and if somebody says, Hey, you know, don't tell anybody this, I am not telling you. Correct. You know, 100% correct. So, you you, yeah. you really got to got to do that. Yep. And you got to go fish every now and then too. Like you guys are about to do without me. <laughs> well, you're the one that scheduled two podcasts. Right? Yeah, well, it's not like I was invited. Oh, that guy that just called me a minute ago, that would have been a good phone call to answer right there. That was the head of our product planning development in really? the entire world. Yeah. Should have put him on. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> he is not allowed to talk to the public. Oh, um, really? Until uh, he gets some authorizations and stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. He's got an interesting mind. Mm. Which there's some cool stuff coming out with Yamaha pretty soon. Yeah. So. Can you talk about any of it? Of course I can. Elaborate. Elaborate. Like cool stuff like what? We're all excited to hear about it. I like my job. <laughs> See? <laughs> I like my job. See, man, we got to respect We got some cool right? stuff. We got, co- we got some cool stuff coming out I can talk about. All right, go ahead. So last year, well, year before last at ICAST, we released our titanium mm-hmm. uh, premium pliers. Um, in a five and a half, a six and a half, and a seven and a half. So this year we debuted a sample, or last year we debuted a sample at ICAST that's a seven inch heavy duty offshore plier. Nice. It's like a snub nose plier. Mm-hmm. It comes with as a crimper built into it, and uh, we just got those in inventory. They should be going live on the website in the next couple of days. Very They're cool. They're going to be really cool at a one hundred eighty nine dollar price point with a lifetime warranty. With a crimper lifetime built into it. Yeah, with yeah. a crimper built into it. Yeah. Nice. nice. So, and that website would be. Dancopliers.com. There you go. Yeah. So they, I follow uh, enough of his stuff and everything. <laughs> right. I to work enough with him. I, I know. I just, want, I just wanted to work. Now we're going to flash. Yeah. You know, and then, John will take care of making that look all fancy. Yeah. You know, and then we have our uh, our Pro Series <laughs> knives have, have done extremely well. Right. Um. So And they were only available in seafoam uh, and black handles. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I would say February, March, we'll have uh, a white and black handle and a sand and black handle. Nice. Available in a five inch, seven inch, and nine inch. Very cool. So just change big, it, big change push it for summer bit. on that. Then. For sure. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, we're having a big summer push here on the um, on the in the studio with our ecom, and we're yeah. we're getting fully prepared to roll out some new designs and some new artwork for Patriotic Summer. That's some awesome. really cool co op things that we're doing with FFO. Yeah, are going to be coming That's out pretty awesome. soon too, and we got some really good ideas going on apparel wise. I uh, was speaking. Are you guys doing any new apparel for? Uh, I know Paul Robertson was having some ideas for his new boat with fishing for muscular dystrophy. Oh uh, yeah, we've been everything. talking to Paul about some stuff. Yeah. Uh, we, well, we design the artwork for their tournament every year. I might yeah. hey, let, yeah. let's we, give we do, Paul we, a plug we, real we do, quick. And also, whole, and also, we do all the apparel. I don't want uh, yeah, people yeah. to think that this studio. I mean, that's we're an apparel yeah. company connected by water. I got. I've I don't got want your people shirt to think that they're year. just they're just contacting an artist. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean to just you know design some stuff and then take it somewhere else to get all the printing done. We do all that here. Yeah. My yeah. Uh, my wife worked for the Muscular Dystrophy Association. I did for, not really. For, yeah, she worked That's there for a long way. time, and then uh, she got pregnant with my son and ended up having a very complicated pregnancy, and and then he was born premature and had a lot of health how, issues. How, how premature? How early? Uh, he was six weeks. Wow. Six weeks my early son was yet. my son was born at twenty five weeks. Oh wow! So he yeah. was born. Whatever the fifteen and a half weeks is premature. He was one pound five ounces. I could you fit guys him in the palm are, of my we're hand. all fathers of premature children. You're pre- you had a two months kid? to the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He he was um three seven when he was born, and you know they drop a little, so he dropped yep, all the way yep. down to two eleven. Yeah, mine was one ten and dropped down to one five. I won't tell you how big my kid was, but he didn't have any lungs. Oh so, my god! Yeah, he was, had, was he, he below a pound? He had no. He was seven okay. pounds, and he had RDS. His lungs were barely really? developed at all. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How's he doing now? Fantastic. Modern medicine. I mean, yeah. He's, he's man. Those NICU nurses. That's what I was about to say. Oh God. My hats yeah. off to Winnie Palmer Hospital in Orlando. Oh, yeah. NICU. And those yeah. NICU yeah. nurses are special, special people. Yeah. yeah. So you know he's uh he's had his ups and downs. He had strabismus, so he had to have surgery on his eyes. Spent quite a bit of time in the hospital, obviously, when he was born, letting his mm. lungs develop and stuff like that. We lost him twice. God damn. And got him me back. Damn. Um, but yeah, you know now he's a he's a nine year old. You know, stellar baseball player. Yeah. So, oh man, and I, only I, I parents goosebumps going all over only my body. Parents man, that's awesome to hear. Of NICU babies can understand when you're when like what you're talking about, and you're saying goosebumps, and I've got goosebumps. Me too. Is how many times did you walk into the NICU in that one hour that you weren't allowed to walk in because of shift change, yeah. right? And you walked in and you saw other parents in there. Mm-hmm. You knew why they were in there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't good. And yeah. NICU, right. NICU is smiles that can turn to tragedy Inst- like instantly yeah everything. so and for like for me and i won't bore everybody with the story no, you're very not long. boring me at all man you're just we're all nick we're all nick about to make me yeah. cry. so the doctor comes in that's weird yeah. we all have this connection yeah my way. wife had pre- i never knew that my wife that, had yes. preeclampsia really bad they had to take him they were losing her they had to take him so they took him to save her and um you know that he was purple and I cut the cord and they swept him off to the NICU and I didn't understand what was going on. Yeah, you don't. It's so, such a confusing moment. Was this your first? No, it was my second. Okay, this was uh, my first. This was, so, it was yeah. our second kid. Yeah. So, um, like, they get her put back together and get us in a room and stuff like that and we're eating. And the doctor comes in and they're like, look, he's really sick. We don't know if he's going to make it. And I was like, Leave. You never want to hear like that. don't ever say anything like that to me especially while we're trying to eat dinner like Ugh. it's been a stressful enough day as it is he's like i need you to pump breast milk as fast as possible and yeah. any anything you get take directly to the nicu so i so Best she did for him. so i go to i go down she's bedridden she can't go anywhere i go down there and i asked the, the nurse i was like hey can i go in and see him and she's like yeah no problem you have to scrub in 20 minutes yeah, the scrubbing. Yeah, the scrubbing's uh, horrible, yeah. man. You yep. know, and you do that for, you know, even a week, and your hands are raw. You yep. know, and I was. They got those. My yeah. son got isolated. We had to go full gown mask and everything. He contracted contacted MRSA. In yeah, the my my son got really? MRSA too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, my son got MRSA too. You knock on wood. Sean was always never had any issues. Yeah. He was just really small and just had to get the few five pounds. Yeah, and, so you know, we got really lucky for sure. Yeah. So I scrub in. And I open the door, and I can hear all kinds of commotion in there and stuff. I didn't know what was going on. I'd never been in there. I walk around the corner. I was like, I asked the lady when I opened the door. I was like, what bed? And she said, first bed on the right. I open the door, turn the right. There's like nine doctors there working on my kid. That's not good. No heartbeat. They give him that they were, so what they were doing is they were call it, they called it surfing. They were putting surfactant in through his nose into his lungs. It's a fluid that keeps your lungs from sticking together. Uh, like the little sponges in your lungs. And uh, when they were doing that, he coded. And then they gave him the little baby paddles and got his heart back. But that happened to him twice. And I walked in. I saw. I watched it the first time. And, and, oh and at God. that point, I don't even know yeah. what to say to you right now. Completely changed me as a person for the, yeah. rest, for the rest of my you life. You can't for sure. see your baby at that point because all the hands everywhere. 
Yeah. And it's so hard to even see the, the you know, when my son went through the same thing mm-hmm. and everything. I'm sure you said your son was seven pounds. Yeah. So he's probably a little bit bigger and everything. You probably see him. Yeah. My son was six inches long. Yeah. And he was, I mean, that big. And all the hands, that's something I'll never forget, the amount of hands in there working on it. And I'm just like, it's up to God at this point. And the doctors told us a very similar thing. It says, your son has less than 1% chance of survival. Every night he makes it, the chance of survival goes up, like, by 1%. And my wife had preeclampsia as well, too. And we came in. What is preeclampsia? It's no, where no. it's so it's That's where it's where yeah. their body retains fluid and then it causes spikes in blood pressure. Okay, and it and basically their hearts can explode. Wow. See, yeah. my my wife had a placental abruption. Okay. Two months earlier, and we were like, "What's going on?" Yeah. Well, yeah. how about this? We came in. We were we came in as emergency. Well, when we got there, there was a family that was scheduled to give a stillbirth. They had oh, scheduled God. it. They knew it was going to happen and everything. We come in as emergency. They move that family back. We come in, give my son gets born and everything. They leave. Basically, the waiting room had, you know, 30 people in there, and then all of a sudden everybody disappears. And I'm standing there by myself, and I look at this other guy, and he's standing there by himself. Just as I'm looking at you, Craig, and he starts crying. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what you're crying about, man. But my wife just went in there. I'm about to have a baby born at 25 weeks. Today's is 20. The light night before was 24 weeks, 25 weeks. This is my first one. It's a boy. He goes, me too. I said, what? He said, I'm about to have a baby. It's boy and born at 25 weeks. It's one pound. This is my first one. It's a boy too. And I'm like, it didn't compute. Right. We get split up. Then come back later that night. I mean, that whole day is just so weird. Yeah. I find the same guy again. Come to find out, they're in the exact same situation as us. They were given, they were getting told they were going to give a stillbirth. We, with us coming in as an emergency, that pushed them off. They couldn't give a stillbirth because the mother's blood pressure kept dropping, so they had to do a C-section. Pulled the C-section. The baby today is 11 years old. His oh name's Jack. God. The mother's fine. The, Jack has had some problems, some brain problems, and some heart problems. But if it was in here. Right now on this podcast, you would think, holy cow, how is this? There's anything wow, wrong with this awesome. kid and everything. And so he's born March 11th, same day as five minutes apart from my son. And we still stay in touch. We see, we bring the boys together every once in a while and everything. He was the smallest baby in the history of known medicine at the time to get a shunt put in his head. And he's had some issues and everything, but he is the one of the coolest kids you'd ever meet oh, and everything. That's and awesome, just, dude. just that's a charmer stuff. and. He, 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 when he grows up, he's going to be a ladies' man. He's already got the tiki bar working for him. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, so my son Braden and him and Jack became friends, and we become friends with the family and everything. And it's so weird how premature babies and, you know, that situation, because not a lot of people know that situation. Yeah. Yeah. So at at Golisano Children's Hospital, where my son was born, it wasn't Golisano's at the time. They were building the NICU ward there, Mm -hmm. a new NICU ward. Um, It's in Fort Myers. Yeah. They do a, um, a NICU reunion every year, and we oh, go and yeah. we go back to that and see the kids that were in the NICU when he was in the NICU, wow. and watch these kids grow. And yeah. it's it's really cool, man. Yeah, the only five cool. k I ever ran in my life was for Winnie Palmer Hospital and everything. And really, Arnold Palmer, obviously that was his wife. Right, and right. ironically, one of the first times I come back from Georgia uh, to visit my grandmother in Orlando, we were there, and it was the day Arnie died, and 
the Orlando Sentinel had a big paper. Or Arnold Palmer, you want to talk about a philanthropist mm-hmm. in Central Florida? He made a huge impact in the yeah, Central Florida sure Orlando with his children's hospital and then his women's and babies hospital and everything. I mean, there's not anybody that doesn't live in Orlando that doesn't hasn't been affected somehow by that hospital mm-hmm. and everything. And I thought it was very ironic that I was back in Orlando the day he died, and you know the cover of the Orlando Sentinel said, you know, forever our king. You know, Arnie yeah. and everything. And I was just, you know, I put a post up saying, you know, never met, got a chance to meet the man, but he's the reason why my son's alive today. For uh, sure. Because of his philanthropy work. It's kind of crazy stuff. how, like, you're connected by water, but we're also connected by preemie. Yeah. Yeah. That is cool. nuts. Wow. That's crazy. So, that this, is. This was, this was, uh, just so people know, this was not a rehearsed one. No, no, no. no, no. None of us, even that was none of us knew it. this at all. The, um, <laughs> and we could all do It's life changing. I think, I can't remember, like, which one of you said that, but it changed your life. For sure. But it's life changing. And I'm in really a lot of things about for both me and and my wife and i'm sure same with you guys i mean a lot of your outlooks on a lot of things change just a lot of your behaviors mm-hmm. change on how you Absolutely. kind of just look at life and you really um you talk about your ego is not your amigo and sucking it up and doing things for the right reasons i mean i know me personally i can point to that moment in time and yeah. say that really changed me as a human being and before that i thought i was a man yeah i was mistaken mm-hmm. i'm a man now yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, and and when my son being born was like in the middle of of a really tough time for us. My dad was diagnosed with cancer. We were in a recession. Work was slow. Like everything was falling apart. And he was born, and then that was added stress. And then he was out of the hospital for a month and ended Mm -hmm. up getting MRSA and had to go back in for three weeks. And, you know, and then, you know, fast forward a year, a year later, my grandfather passed away. And then nine months after that, my dad died. Yeah, it's a tough stretch. So, yeah, that was uh, that was the most trying part of my life. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. How long ago was that? Um, he was born in 2010. 2010. So, yeah, so he's in the, he yeah. just turned nine in December. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think in my head now, like really like, oh, oh. <laughs> The way to wrap this portion of it up, you know right. what I mean? Because you know, some sometimes doing this podcast, that's part of my job. It's like hey, segues hear and all this stuff like that. But you guys absolutely. You want to hear a here. cool story real quick? Uh, I did with my son uh, not too long ago. My yes. preemie son, absolutely everything. I take him out uh, free diving with bull sharks, and we'll go out. Of, we'll go out of Tampa uh, with my boy Charlie. Good time, Charlie Charters. So I'll give him a cheap, easy plug because he'll probably laugh about it. But. Uh, <laughs> um, Basically, he took him out for the first time. I've done this many a times before and everything, but we'll take him out 60, 70 miles out there and go start chumming and get some sharks in the area and start shooting some Kobe off the sharks. Sounds like a hoot. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> and my son loves it now. My son's addicted to fishing. My kid, so. my son loves sharks, but there's no way he'll get in the water with him. He's scared yeah. to death of them. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm a little kind of like that too. But. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, you do it in a controlled environment. And just for people who are saying, oh, you're just jumping in and everything. Oh, it's you have a not, glass bubble you put around yourself? It's a very <laughs> controlled environment and. The way you you do this and everything is, first off, you do it with people that have been doing it for years and years and years and everything. One time we got one shark that came close with us, and it was, I mean, I kicked him with my flipper and just turned around and left Mm -hmm. and everything. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. We're swimming around locked and loaded and ready to jab at it if we need to and, Mm -hmm. you know, last resort, pull a trigger if we need to. But 
you know, we're, we're trying to, they, they want to stay away from us. And you, you can tell when they're getting a little aggressive and yeah. everything, but for the most part, they'll stay away from you, but they'll still get in shots of, yeah. if they got a nice cobia swimming by you, we'll be yeah, able to they, take a shot real quick. Yeah. They want to, they want to kind of test. And yeah. Sometimes rub it and see what you are. Oh, and now my yeah. son just says it all the time. He's like, dad, I just want to go out. When are we going to go out to go with the sharks again? That was so awesome. Yeah, and everything. Cool. And he's, he's caught bass. He's caught grouper bottom, everything. So. My daughter caught her first sailfish last year with Mark Daddario. Oh, oh yeah, nice. Yeah. Captain Mark, shout yeah. out. Yeah, we fished uh, fished a tournament, and um, she ended up, she baited the hook. I, there was a frigate sitting on the back of the boat, oh. just hovering there. Oh. And I and I was with, uh, my buddy Elliot was helping us mate the boat that day, and he's like, I said, there's got to be a fish on that. And he's, you know, he's pretty low. He's probably 60 feet in the air, and he's just hovering, hovering, hovering. I said, get a bait. Put it on that spinner and throw it off the back of the boat on this corner. She did. Mm-hmm. And uh, she hooked her own goggle eye up, threw nice. it out there on a spinner. 30 seconds it was on. Damn. So she baited it, fed it, caught it. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. cool. Yeah, that's good. That was good. That's great. And she got her own hook up and everything on yep. that. Yeah, yeah, that's and, awesome. And the twins were with us, too. During oh, okay, tournament. with the yeah. and Emily. Yep, and yeah. they did a, a little YouTube video on her catching her first sailfish. Oh, I know that video. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, it's all right. I wasn't putting two and two together. Yeah, for sure. So we'll roll that video. Again, I think we rolled that video when Amanda and Emily were yeah, on too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was that, that yeah, was nice. a, that was a cool experience for her. She They're coming on again next week. Are they? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So the well, um I wanna just kinda wrap this up by saying first of all, thank you guys for coming on today. Yeah, thanks for thanks having us, man. It's a great opportunity. Uh, appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. And um, you know, I like that we got to talk about being, you know, working dads in this business and, yeah. and just, you know, you know, making a living through the, through all this, you know, muck sure. and mess. I do have to say thank you to my wife that allows me to travel too. Yeah, me too, man. And yeah, Brad and I easy. have, have a very similar travel schedule and it's insane. Like, yeah. you know, we're probably, I don't know his exact schedule, but we're probably pretty close to being on the road about 200 days this year. I That's did 175 crazy. nights last year in America. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Ambassador level, which wow. is higher than Titanium Elite. I did not know that until last year. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you guys are working hard and, um, you know, just to put a little perspective and all those people that are want to be Instagram stars and want to, you know, get your, you know, what do you call this brand ambassador things and, you know, think you're something in this business. You know, I'm sitting with two guys that actually are in the trenches and are something in this business. So, I know your time is valuable, and I appreciate you bringing it here. I oh, mean, a- anytime, just reach out. I'll be more than happy to Definitely. come back. Nice. Definitely. Right on. Right on. Go get some clown knives without me. Right. All right, we'll right. do that. And, that, and that's going to be a, a check mark for me. I'm, I'm, me I'm too. down I, for that. I've never yeah. called Well, I'm one, supposed so. to go with, um, you know, Jose Carbonell, Cat yeah. and Jose. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. So Jose is going to take me out and get one pretty soon here. Nice. So he's coming on the show next month. But uh, hopefully we're going to get fishing with him before that. Yeah, but. we're gonna go. Uh, we're going to go meet Mark and John. Mm-hmm. He said we're gonna go so, to Lake Ida, and I'm like, "Yep, yeah, that's the spot. Yep. That's, that's the spot, spot for sure." Right, so. right on. Your ego is not your amigo for sure. That's Always make sure definitely. you do your best, and then just let God do the rest. Yep. Right. Always remember to eat, drink, and be local. Buy all your vehicles, and especially your Dodge Ram trucks at Joey Cardi Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Subaru. Right. Only place to buy them from Only Joey. Place to buy them. Danko Pliers, Yamaha Outboards. There we go. No matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, don't ever forget we are always connected by water. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, sir. 
want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.